and welcome to episode 16 of I'm Steve Talk Stuff. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm not totally sure what day it is. Um, I, uh, yeah, the sun is shining though. Sun is shining and I'm, I'm taking that as, uh, as a win. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back in my fort again. And uh, hopefully, um, I've ordered a new microphone and I'm hoping that uh, my sound improves as we do this cool. um you gave me a homework you see we decided this off air i know it was on twitter but um you gave me homework to watch season one of ali mcbeal mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to talk about today yeah. which i'm looking forward to but i will admit um there's 23 episodes and they're all 42 43 minutes each so i did not get through the entire series because um that, that's a lot of <laughs> That's a lot to watch. And it wasn't a week. It was less than a week you gave me to do it. And um, I, I want know. results, not excuses, Blake. Jesus Christ. Is it a good thing I'm not your student? Yeah. <laughs> I know the students listening to this who know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm like, you can't. We don't do can't. extensions. We don't do extensions. <laughs> I'm like, we just get it done. Bish, bosh, bash. That's how we roll. I do feel with this, though, kind of. Um, I kind of got a bit of a hang of it after a couple of episodes. Yeah, it's of, deeply formulaic. Yes. Deeply formulaic. It's, a, it's a legal procedural. Actually, maybe you could you could speak to that because I've got to close the door. About its legal... Yeah, I mean, like, basically, the ultimate thing is a, a person whose entire focus is on whether or not they have a man or not, really. Well, one particular man, but it becomes a general um, focus on on all men in her mm. life. On that, yes. and the the, the um, so the for, so for the for the millennials uh, that don't know who uh, who or what Annie McBeal is, uh, what 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 is it? It was the show in like it was the show ninety seven. It came out. Uh, it's interesting actually on my the app that I watched it on Amazon Prime. It doesn't fit my telly. It's it. Is uh, when I Chromecasted it, it doesn't it doesn't go widescreen. It's it's yeah. square. We watched it weekly, so and that's the big thing about. I'm sure anyone who watches older shows notices that um, in two episodes something will completely change. Whereas you know you'd a week to digest it. Whereas it <laughs> seems like these two have finally gotten together, and then the next week it's uh, they're breaking up. And that, that, I, that's true of a lot of shows. Mm. But um, this is basically she's a lawyer who. Uh, ends up in a law firm with her ex, big love of her life, and he has married someone else, and they're having to work together. And um, she is um, quite a, I suppose, quirky. That term, which is so hackneyed now, was kind of new back then. And she's very quirky. And actually, the, the writing and the filming of the show was kind of fun at the time because something bad, like someone would say something hurtful to her, and then we cut to all these arrows going into her heart. Like it was very, uh, I'm sure if there's a proper term for that, but like, you know, it juxtaposed with uh, kind of imaginary symbolism and back into reality. Um, yeah. It's good fun. It's a lot of crack. And everyone, uh, to be honest, Ali, pretty much everyone's very quirky in the show. Um, with the exception probably of her ex-boyfriend Billy 
and his wife, um, Georgia, they're probably the most kind of sane people. Dare I use that term? (laughs) And her flatmate, Georgia, is kind of more on an even keel. But everyone else is her boss, her, you know, they're all pretty mad. Yeah. I think that the... The, the reason we were kind of drawn to, I've just been drawn to massive amounts of nostalgia yeah. throughout the whole crisis. I've been rereading old books, watching old series, you know, uh, looking at old stuff. And it's been great, actually. It's been great. I mean, it sort of reminds, it, you know, all, all, this, all the kind of the shows that you watched in your youth, Friends and... <clears throat> You know, uh, a bit of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is which is fascinating as a counterpoint to Ally McBeal. Timeless, 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 amazing, yeah, amazing show. Huge fan. Wasn't a fan of it when it was a te- when it was on telly originally. Yeah, um, but uh, actually, looking back at it, you can just see how much further forward it is than many of the other shows at the time. So the the, the big the big thing about Ally McBeal is that she's looking for love, mm-hmm. right? And the problem, the, the tension that, that's set up in the show is that her former love is, is working with her, right? And everyone around her, more or less, is a bit bonkers yeah. in this kind of quirky, interesting way. Um, and then men roll into her life and they're various, they have various qualities and they're constantly being compared to the Billy character. Yeah. And then, and then at the end of the first season, there's this big reveal, and the big reveal is that Billy left Ali for Georgia. Yes. Which is the which is something that you personally like. If you've watched 23 episodes, that you actually feel like, oh, you know, you're you're like, oh my god, Billy, you massive, you're such a dick, you know. And then and then it, it, it pivots. We're halfway through season two now, where they've added, uh, um, they've added uh, the kind of the, two of the really famous uh, characters, so Nell and Ling. Nell and Ling. Yeah, yeah. So they, 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 the, the show is almost more famous for its later series, yeah. uh, particularly the one with Robert Downey Jr. But yeah. the one we're watching right now is the, the Nell and Ling one, where, where these extra kind of aspects of uh the female experience if you like are being added but mm. the ali character in season one anyway is constantly looking for love and then there are two kind of things that are injected through the structure of the show to get her to react to these things so the first is the the cases that the that the the firm uh tries and they're the most ridiculous cases Kids yes. suing God and uh, actually no, that's season two. Um, you know, people suing trees and mad stuff. Yeah, you know? people wanting to to swap hearts. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. All this kind of stuff. It's all. It's all. Who, yeah. who breaks into a woman's house to touch her foot and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very interesting, actually. I mean, it's funny watching because I absolutely loved this show mm. when, uh, like, it, I was just leaving school. I was just in college. Mm. Um, when it came out and it was on weekly like on a, like, a Thursday night and it was so watchable now what I think is mad watching it now because I mean always you have to look through you know you can't look with a 2020 lens in 1997 yeah. like you can but you you know you have to be aware and certainly at the time 
it seemed like, wow, these are a load of female stories and that. Um, but what struck me, and this is just a little observation, is that um, like there were some really interesting points made around, uh, you know, she's she's basically investigated for being too emotional yes. at one point by a board of, of judges and that, and the, the, the judge, the harsh judgments made on women, like they're highlighting that the men, like there is a, there is a, a thing where she discovers Billy, ex-boyfriend on his stag, had sex with the prostitute. Yes. And had sex with this absolutely decrepit octogenarian judge that they kind of handed him her on to. And, mm. and Billy's like, oh, get over it. You know, it's private. And then a number of episodes later, you know, Billy's raging at his wife for fancy, kind of fancying Dylan McDermott, who Ali's interested in. I was like, how could you even look at him? You know, or how could you even say that? And just these ridiculous differences um, of of judgment, and, and you know that they're highlighting it, but it's also kind of reinforcing that men are stupid and can't help themselves, mm-hmm. and women just need to get over it and kind of mind the the animals that they are. That's what yeah. I I remember that, and watching it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that that's still very in there. Yeah, I mean the the second series is e- the second season is even more pointed. So you have Ling constantly talking about the dumb stick, you know, yeah. and this kind of thing, where it's just like you know, and, and all the male characters are, for for uh, for, for better or worse, they're either boring, stupid, venal, downright evil, or just plain dithering. Like yeah. like many of the male um, love interests are just a bit crap. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a brilliant uh, uh, character. Um, uh, he's a doctor, and he just kind of goes, "Yeah, I found another job. I'm off." And he's like, "No, what? What? You know, I'm going to Chicago. I'll see you later." And she's like, whoa, 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 "You know," and they're they're uh, they're all a bit witless and hapless, and there's no yeah. But but again, they're designed. You're only really there to watch Ali adjust to the shocks. Yeah, right? so that's the. The, um, so that's why the procedural nature of it of it matters. The other kind of really interesting thing is that the the entire courtroom thing is constructed so that Ali can give a speech about two thirds of the way through and then walk around sadly for a bit. Yes, which is a decent five minutes of every show is just Ali maybe walking around. Yeah, the 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 show became an instant hit in season one, and by season two was sort of a global phenomenon. And in season two. There's loads of jokes about the global phenomenon that it is, you know. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's a joke in season two about like, like, it's not like you're on the cover of Time magazine as a as a bastion of feminism, and like literally she was, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's like you know Susan B. Anthony, Betty Friedan, Gloria Steinem, Ali McBeal. You know, Jeez. like she's literally there. Like they're making all these jokes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, um, the lead actress, Callista Flockhart, uh, who's really, really skinny lady. Um, she was, there was constant uh, uh, rumors about her weight, eating disorders and so forth. And those got added in. Yeah. Do you know, uh, yeah. Ali's, Ali's nightmares in season two become about being too skinny, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's constantly trying to reflect and it's being a bit arch in certain cases. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things, one of the, the reasons that we decided to talk about this was the character of Richard Fish. Yeah. So Richard Fish is Ali's boss. Yes. Right. And he's he's the, one of the co-founders of the firm, along with John Cage, The Biscuit. 
right, who is sort of deliriously quirky and really funny and, and just is played wonderfully. Mm. But what's interesting about Fish is that we're all sort of waiting for Richard Fish to become less objectionable, right? When we meet him, he's, his, he, he, he starts off by saying, you know, um, I, I've got some of his big quotes here. You know, um, uh, he, he says things like, um, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not in the law. I'm not here to, to, to study the law. I'm here to make money. Money makes me happy. You know? Yes. You know, I'm not here to, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, um, Richard, I never worry about money, right, Claire? And Claire says, you know, why worry when you can obsess? And Richard, Richard says, um, you know, what does he say? Oh, it's a fantastic quote. Really good. You know, uh, contract's a contract, Mr. Fish. And then Richard goes, except when it's not. And then he says, fishism. <laughs> so he says all these fishisms, right? Which are just howtobeabastard.com. Right? Um, Actually, there's one here I love. It's uh, helping people is never more rewarding than when it's in your self-interest. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so he's, he, sort of, he sort of beautifully um, uh, 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 awful. You know, uh, Richard talking about a heart transplant. You know, he can have mine. I never use it. Yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> You know, uh, uh, um, yeah, that that that's great. Um, you know, R Richard about cigar smoking. We we smoke cigars because we look good doing it. They're expensive, and people know it. You know, he's also he's also very very uh, uh, sexually interested in w the skin under women's necks. Yeah. So he has these kind of very strange fetishes where every so often he'll just ask a, a woman for her shoe to sniff it. You know, and, and, and like, and remember that he's their boss, you know, and he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there, there is a lot of that throughout it, like, um, there, as I said, that really old, decrepit judge who like insists on looking at people's teeth, you know, and, and you know, it is quirks and it is like, like the, the nature of the show is they are kind of cartoon characters yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he does actually look at a, a man's teeth at one point in mm. in proceedings, um, but it's it's very interesting, I suppose. As I said, when we live in this time now, where people, well, we none of us can touch each other at the moment. Full stop. <laughs> so, you know, where where people are much more conscious of people's personal space and what's yeah. and what you know what's uncomfortable and what's comfortable and you know. Uh, and it's mad to watch this show where, um, like that, yeah, he'll sniff, like he pulls a hair out of Ali's head and, and sniffs it and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. He, like, if somebody did that now. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> and you're gone, you know. And you're gone. Uh, and you're gone. It, what it is, it's mad though, the way that a big part, and this is just me watching it now, yeah. as I said, as a, a former fan that, it is lined up that um, the women are in this world with these crazy men who often admit to different sexual purposes, which is totally, you know, there's no problem. There's no problem with having certain interests in that. It's just if that is put on you in the yeah. workplace yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's not, you're not really involved, you're more just being kind of used. Yeah. Um, it's mad how 
they're just kind of expected to kind of I get over it, you know. And, and they do get over it, right? I yeah. mean, so, so, so there's a whole, there's four or five shows where all Richard does is provoke Georgia into throwing a shoe at him so he can sniff her shoe. Like, like that's it. Like in 2020, the first time that happens, <laughs> it's over, yeah. right? And, 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 and they just get on with it, right? Um, there's, a, there's another thing about Fish is that he's all about, I think he would do well on social media. You know, he says, you're not who you are. You're only what other people think of you. Mm. You know, so it's kind of like, he's very, he's all about this, this kind of outspokenness. And remember when this is being filmed, it's 1997, right? Mm. So the reason I think it's useful to talk about Richard Fish is that he is a perfect analogy for neoliberalism. Okay. So, um, the idea of neoliberalism is, is so the, remember it's the 90s, Bill Clinton is the president, the uh, Soviet Union has, has collapsed, there's only one world superpower in the world, China hasn't risen, and it's kind of a, it's, it's a moment of like ultimate consumerism, mm. yeah. You, you know, in Ireland, we're, we're just starting the Celtic Tiger era. But what's really interesting is like this neoliberal idea, which is markets are good, you know, uh, I like cigars because they're very expensive and people know that I can afford them. You know, it's highly consumerist and all this kind of stuff. And the notion of a neoliberal agenda is everyone should be like New York. You know, everyone should just, markets and everything, the state shouldn't be in the way. People like Richard Fisher get to do what they want. Yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting because he's clearly designed with these principles in mind, like the character of Richard Fish, which is he's beautifully played, actually. You know, you can see you could see the actor is really enjoying saying this awful stuff. You know, like it's just it's it and he does it very well. He's very physically there's a lot of physical comedy to it. But he's a cartoon. Like you, you mentioned that they're all cartoons. They are kind of cartoonish in that none of them really get hurt. You know, they kind of bounce back and they're the next episode, they're back to where they were. And he's there essentially to show, like, this is what happens when you live via the market's principles, right? Mm. So he's always, like, when we meet him initially, he's dating a judge um, um, who is an older woman, and the only reason he's dating her is because of her uh, waddle. Her waddle. Her waddle. We talk <laughs> constantly about waddles in this in this uh, in this show, you know. Actually, slight side note about that actress. I can't remember her name now, but at, I went on a bit of a uh, investigation. She was sixty at the time of filming. Really? She's, now, she's eighty-two now. Right. And she was married to Cary Grant and is the mother of his only child. Respect. Wow. Yeah. So a bit of Hollywood, like kind of legendary there, right in. And she's she's a fabulous, um, fabulous actress. We, 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 I think we owe it to her to get her name. I will find it for you, for us. Her daughter is Jennifer Grant, anyway. Um, Carrie, Carrie's only 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 child, yeah. Um, although he's married five times. That's amazing. I'll find um, it while you you I'll find it while you um you were talking about Richard Fish and Whipper, which is her character. And her name was Dinan Cannon. Diane and Cannon. Diane, D-Y-A-N, Diane Cannon, yeah. Wow. Still alive and still, you know, like. Uh, amazing. Um, yeah, she's 50 years in the entertainment industry. Mm. 
Amazing. Yeah. So um, yeah. So she 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 um, so she's Whipper, and she's a she's a judge in the first series and second series. I'm very very. Um, uh, she, she's kind of used constantly by Richard to be awful too, right? And I mean, she's no she's no kind of diamond herself in many respects, but she she uh, she's there as his foil, you know. And I think that's kind of that that that's kind of interesting. And Fish is constantly, you know, constantly saying like, just take the case, just make money. It doesn't matter if the case is good or bad. He he often takes cases for murder that he's no specialty in because it's it's money, you know. And and he's 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 extremely. Um, He's extremely venal, um, you know. Like Richard says, "John, truly, have I ever made sense to you?" And John says, "Yes, it's always been about the money, you know." Yeah. And like but, he just, he like it's it's just money for him constantly. And, and his catchphrase, which kind of snuck into day, um, like kind of use for a number for a while, like people used to say it a bit, was he just says bygones. Bygones. He says something awful, and then bygones. Or if anyone's having an argument, he go bygones and. Actually, Ali goes, no, no bygones. Not everything is always bygone, you know. And because he even has a whole speech about you just get over things and then they're over and then you're on to the next thing. And it's that sense of let's not, well, let's not get bogged down, which is, as you said, it's that kind of neoliberal dream almost. Of, yeah, yeah. John says to Richard, um, I don't think I'm attractive anymore. And, and, and Fish says, oh, come on, John, you have money. That always makes you handsome. <laughs> you know, like he's got these 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 great kind of you know, uh, he's got these great lines, and and each line is to get you to think about the value of con the, the ultra consumerist, right? Because mm -hmm. he's all about the bling, you know, and uh, and 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 when you think about like the moment of history that the fish character films. It fills this ultra consumerist America on top pre nine eleven pre all, all that yeah. uh, uh, period. It's kind of an there's a certain innocence to it in a certain way. Like you know, I'm going to make loads of money and then I'm going to be happy and it's going to be great. And you're constantly waiting for the fish character to evolve, the cathartic moment where he realizes, oh my god, I've been a total prick for the last ninety nine episodes. I better become nice, and it never happens. No, right? it's a spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't like like watched the whole four episodes. It never ever happens, right? Fish never becomes someone who has um, who has this you know moment of clarity. Yeah, yeah. Fish never becomes someone who has this kind of moment of clarity, which I think is fascinating as well. Um, and the more I, and, and they pair him in the second series with uh, Ling, who is who is an equally objectionable and slightly awful character. <laughs> um, but Ling uh, is allowed, in, 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 in addition to being awful, uh, yeah. she also is allowed to display her humanity, um, particularly through uh, the death of a child with uh, leukemia, who's played by Haley Joel Osmond, who's the... Um, the kid from um, the Sixth Sense, I see dead people. You know that yeah. kid. That's he him. Kid. He was a kid in everything. He was a kid in everything for a couple of years in the late nineties. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. Like she's allowed. So she is Richard Fish, but female. But she's allowed to break down in tears and right. be upset, all by albeit privately. Whereas Fish just kind of rolls on. 
Yeah. You know, he just does his own thing. The only thing he's worried about is, you know, can I, can I have sex? Can I, can I, you know, can I, can I make things better for me, 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 me? Mm. And it's, he's, he's fascinating to me because he's utterly objectionable. That there's mm. nothing good about this guy. He's, he's dreadful to his employees. He's awful to women. He's, he's a terrible lawyer as well. Like some of the funniest things in the show are just him being a shit lawyer. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like, you know, there's there's oftentimes where 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 the where the where the the judge is going, no, 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 that's not actually a thing. And he's going, yeah, you know, and he he's deliberately misinterpreting stuff the judge says. Yeah. Like, and he's just a truly awful human. And I think um, he's he, what I'm really interested in is this idea of um, this idea of of like late '90s neoliberalism. Yeah. It bleeds into the 2000s. It it sort of becomes the the focus of of the ideas that sort of caused the global economic crisis of 2007, 2008. And it's like, it's just a whole kind of uh, group of people whose lives were essentially built around fishisms. Yeah. 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 The big thing is that you, the point you're making, and uh, it's very interesting, and it's very interesting about, say, the character, mm. and, and why does this character succeed, apart from being powerful, He's always upbeat. Yeah. He's always positive. Yes. Yes, He's yes. Her, horrendously offensive and her, and really sweetly charming mm-hmm. and many mm-hmm. times. And in a num and in quite an early episode, I think it might be episode two or three, where his whipper, the his girlfriend kisses someone else for whatever reason, and he finds it out. And his reaction isn't anger it, it's really sad and and kind of and kind of a sad a sweetheart not a not a yeah. not a, a an angry say fragile masculine crashing through fist through walls hurt do you know yeah. um and you're like oh no oh, don't hurt the kind of sweet yeah. Yeah. you know he's very he's very kind of um positive and it's remarkable what you can kind of get away with if you keep smiling in many ways. You know, his delivery kind of lets him off the hook a lot. And yeah. and the brazenness of it is something that we kind of, um, what do you call it? We, we, we gladly, you know, with the kind of friends, like he's really shocking, but he's kind of good crack as well that we've all met a person in our life who's somewhat like that. Mm, um, mm, mm. But I think that is really interesting. And I, I've forgotten that, of course. 97 was pre-9-11. And it's, it was such a different feeling. And I think it's set in Boston, yep. which is a total legal town. Mm-hmm. But it's, there is an innocence. There, there isn't that... It's very innocent. Like, it's really innocent, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think even the character of Ali McBeal, like, the way that her her situation is set up like she went to harvard and she's a very successful person but mm. she's deeply neurotic so they've actually they abstracted away from anything about economic inequality or, or or anything else like she's literally like i'm 27 you know when the show starts she's 27 she's out of college she's just qualified as a lawyer uh, she loses her job and then you know and and i think this is this is kind of this is kind of important you know like all of those major issues they don't they're not they don't feature in the show because the show is about ali finding love yeah and for fish you know um like fish fish's charm is is 95 percent of his um his 
his persona. You know, there's that great, there's a beautiful quote about like charm is the ability to insult somebody without offending them. You know, that, 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 that kind of, the kind of thing, uh, you know, Tolstoy talks about charm being like, you know, the dark and the light. And this, this is, this is, I, to me, it's utterly fascinating. Like yeah. you can do a lot of awful shit if you're, if you're, if you're, if you can do it in a charming way. And um, it, I'm fascinated by it because without that, Fish is a, he's a monster. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised actually that um, you don't see, I mean, maybe because the character is fundamentally a support character, right? He's there to crack a joke, an off color joke, or more often than not, start Ali off on some stupid case where she's suing a tree stump or, 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 yeah. or whatever, right? And his whole thing is like, off you go to the rally and do this meaningless thing because I want money, right? So Ali's whole thing is impelled by this neoliberal thing where it's like, go get the market, make the state go away, you know, uh, enforce, enforce this lunatic's right. Like at one point, he's defending, a, they're defending a woman who the husband wants to annul their marriage because he's addicted to sex. And his whole point was, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I wasn't in my right mind when I married her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, The the whole point of that, that, that thing is like, I don't care. Just get her money. Right. Yes. And it's, yeah. So, so he's the, he's the reason he's the mover. He pushes Ali out and it's his motivation that kind of starts much of the show, which is, uh, which is really interesting because Ali McBeal, when people talk about it, they talk about Calista Flockhart and feminism and like how that late 90s conception of what it means to be a woman, what it means to have this working environment, how their life as a family, because it's a family show, fundamentally, it's about a family, yeah. is affected by uh, the, the, these, these, these fantasies that Ali has. Um, they're all there. Uh, but what, what Ali Mobile to me is about is about the, this neoliberal thing. Right? It's, about, it's about this, this kind of awful man who, who sort of makes everyone do these stupid, meaningless things. Mm. And the reason that they're deriving any meaning from it at all is that they're deeply neurotic. You know, like Ali is like, she is a mess. I don't know if we'd like Ali if we met her in real life. I, I don't know if I like Ali anyway. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I enjoy watching the show, but I realise I, it's, it's the characters around her. Oh, they're, they're noxious. There's a, there's a one quote where somebody goes, Ali, why are your problems so important? And she goes, because they're mine. Yeah. And you're like... That is the most, you know, uh, there's there's no other regarding for 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 any of these people, um, and and as a as a as a description of an economic philosophy, it's not bad. Yeah, you know, it's better than a textbook. In many ways, is there we go even deeper? Like, is it in many ways that Ali is kind of America, and Richard Fish is these principles, and it's all about yeah. self determination and self navel gazing and you know be the star of your own show ultimately and follow Mm -hmm. these and you then you won't see all the inequalities in the world or you know like the things that really anger her uh like the case a lot of the cases are lined up to kind of push against her principles like people who want a a three-person marriage or people who 
um, you know, they're defending a woman in prostitution. Oh, yes. and, you know, and she's just like, how can we defend these things that go against my ideas of what love is or what life is? Yeah. And, um, you know, that whole idea that you are the star of your show and these and make money and buy guns and move on. Um, yeah. which is history never friendly. matters. History never matters, right? There was yeah. no history. Right? Yeah. It's bygones. Yeah. And there, it's a very, very white show. I mean, I know her flatmate is uh, Georgia, is African-American, and she dates a guy. Well, I'm, I'm sticking with season one that I didn't even finish because there's 23 episodes, Stephen. 23 episodes. Don't, and don't give me... I don't want any excuses. I share no television excuses. with... You didn't do the homework. <laughs> I'd be like, Jenny, can we watch some time with you? And she's like, oh, Jesus. Um, so I Don't didn't get... Jenny. It's your work. You need to do it. It's not Jenny's fault. Jesus. <laughs> I will blame my wife when I can. <laughs> no, you can't. It's your job. <laughs> this is how I roll with the students. This, is, this literally is how I roll with students. I'm just really... I'm just... Students of Stephen Kinsler, yeah. you have my sympathy and my pity. <laughs> I'm in the gaze. I'm in the I'm in the, the crosshairs. Um no, but say sticking with season one, uh certainly um th- that that really comes across uh the um that sense of she's being pushed by complete her like this absolute fishbowl of her own world. And there's a Julie Cameron wrote a book called The Artist Way and she um uh, famous enough, but she talks about crazy makers, mm-hmm. like people in your life who are crazy makers who just whip you up in their drama. And uh, there's a, a whole lot to it. But I think I'd be a class A. Oh yeah, maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drama. She brings the drama. She, you know? And I understand now today. So much is my fault this week. So um, I didn't get to watch the entire season one, and also I got a little bit delayed uh, building my fort. Um, I'm going to blame Jenny too. Her call went late. So uh, <laughs> our episode is going to be a little bit short this week. Mm. But are we going to come back to season two next week? Or... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's see, let's see what people want to do. Let's see what people want to do. Because, because there is a fascinating character, truly fascinating, in Nell. So, uh, but what Nell is not, Nell is not the expression of... Um, Nell is not Nell is not an expression of a of a of a, a, a defunct economic philosophy. Nell Nell is Nell is perfection, right? Okay. And and what do we do when we gaze upon perfection? And and there's a real problem with it because Nell's a real person, and she has to deal with the fact that she is, for all intents and purposes, perfect, and nobody can really deal with her. And it's fast. She's a fascinating character. If Ling is Richard Fish given uh, given female motivation, yeah. then uh, you know. So she's a neoliberal construct too. Uh, then Nell is 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 what do you do when faced with perfection? And the answer most of them give is collapse, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know. So now, if we give you this homework, and Blake, will you actually do it? I, are there twenty-three are episodes? Are there twenty-three episodes in season two? I don't know how many. I'm only halfway through it myself. 
<laughs> so you're halfway. You had already watched season one last week, and you're halfway through season two. Look, no, I, I, I'm only I'm only a little bit ahead of you, though. You know. Okay. So you've got to have a couple of episodes. I mean, so you need to. If we're going to do this next week, you need to you need to pull them socks up. Jesus, lads, this Absolutely. is terrifying. So we roll. This is very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, so Nell played by... Portia de Rossi. Portia de Rossi. Uh, okay, I will, I will. Okay, you're all hearing me on the internet. Jen Jenny is going to kill me. Season two is next week and I will have watched it all. Oh, 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 oh that's, a, that's a spicy. That's a bit spicy. I'm like, that's a bit spicy. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I will uh, talk to you next week. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk next week. Stephen, fascinating as ever. Love it. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, I will. You too. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kean Reinhardt, theme tune composed and performed by David Blake. Follow Stephen Kinsler on Twitter at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne Blake at Anne Blake 78. She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag and Steve Talk.